laughing loud and feeling free Never noticed to you there was more They can't see you really So stand out Welcome to the Sunshine State, a space for health, healing, and wellness. Hey everybody, Sunshine Wiley here. What you're about to listen to is a live broadcast where I featured a guest, Mr. Mark Smith, at my wonderful lunch party. I was so excited for everyone to be there. Just so you know, this is a longer podcast than my usual length of time, which is usually under 25 minutes. But the conversation got so good that I thought it was worth it to keep basically everything that was said there. Take a listen. Um, let me know what you guys think. As always, feel free to subscribe, like, and share at www.sunshinestate.com. Again, that's www.sunshinestate.com. Here you go. Enjoy. If everybody could put your hands together for Mr. Mark Smith, I'd appreciate it. How y'all doing tonight? All right. I'm so proud of you. This is amazing. Thank you. Give it up for sunshine, y'all. Wow. <laughs> solid, solid. So what's going on? Well, um, well, actually, first tell the people a little bit about yourself. Oh, my goodness. I have, um, first of all, how y'all doing today? Good to see so many good looking people out here. So whenever I see black men with a good beard game, I'm like, yeah, that's what's up. Yeah. <laughs> Rocket, what's up? Come on, gravity. Come on, grab. Uh, my name is Mark Smith, and my life is, is pretty interesting. Um, I have, have kind of like two sides to my world that I live in. Uh, one side is, is really kind of a traditional side, if you will. I, I'm a pastor of a church in Elgin. Our church is kind of like Bruno Mars meets Joel Osteen, you know? Uh, we just be, we do it all, man. It's black, white, Hispanic, kind of unique, differently, it's whatever, whatever, whatever. And then on the other side of my life, I'm an actor for television and theater and stage. Uh, I've been on, most of the shows you see on TV I've been on, Chicago PD, Fire, Empire. I was just on the Black Lightning pilot um, about four or five months ago when it came out of things. I saw that. You, you were on that? camera. I was on camera. You were impressive. Was, uh, well, all right. I believed it. Yeah, yeah, that's the whole point. <laughs> so I have this unique world where, where I have, you know, and I'm, 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 a, I'm a father, I'm a husband, and, you know, I'm, my life is pretty full. I own a marketing firm, so I'm pretty busy, but I love my life. I'm not tripping at all. So that's kind of like my brand. I call myself a hybrid mm -hmm. uh, because I'm, I kind of find myself in these two different worlds. Like, you know, one... One season of my life, I was, you know, we at church preaching, doing our thing, you know, doing what we do at church, you know, laying hands on folks, shouting, crying, laughing, scared, all the good stuff, you know. We just regular people. And that same Sunday, I was raced downtown uh, to be on stage at Steppenwolf for, for, for a four-week show. So that's kind of like my world, but I love it. I can have a shot with the heathen and commune with the saints. Amen, somebody? All right, yeah. yes. <laughs> well, the one thing I appreciate about you is that you are not 
so far removed of a person who's in the clergy that you can't be approached by people. Oh, for because sure. like every time I see a post from you, I'm always like, gee, he's talking about exactly what I'm thinking about. That was exactly what I thought about this morning. That's so on, I love it. But I like being able to see a post from somebody who is in a position who would normally be standoffish from people who aren't like super holy and super saved and stuff like that. I like being able to approach you with things that might not be, you know, sure. might not be holy or saved. Sure. So, um, just I, let me just say for the record, I'm not super holy. So at least y'all know that. <laughs> I know, and I mean that. I mean, I only say that because I want to qualify that by, you know, church. How many of y'all go to church? All right. How many of y'all don't go to church? You're luckier than most. Okay, so watch this. Church, church, can be, church can be crazy, man. Church is full of a bunch of stuff, like life is full of a bunch of stuff, you know? So I, I don't claim to be some holier than thou. I'm a regular man that got regular issues. I'm married to a beautiful woman. Uh, we, we have great days. We have bad days. Some days I don't like her. Some days she don't like me. But that's my girl. Am I right about that? That's how I go. Hey, hey. And, and I'm a man. I'm a man, you know? I see somebody walking down, I'm like, okay. I, Mark, why are you looking? I'm like, God saved me. He didn't blind me, but she was fun. <laughs> but she fine, but she ain't mine. Right, right. So I'm just, I'm just, I'm just regular. I'm, I ain't nobody special, you know. Um, and I don't, I don't try and, I don't try and put that, put that on because when you do, people put you on a pedestal. And I always tell folk, just because I know how to prescribe the medicine for your cold, don't mean I can't catch one. True. I probably will catch one. You. <laughs> I probably will catch one. So yeah, I'm not holy, holy. Just and you know what? One thing you forgot, you forgot about radio personality. Well, there, that's there, and there's that. You were a radio personality for yeah. 1390, right? 1390. Uh, yeah, I remember. Uh, anybody was 1390? Anybody here? Okay, I remember the Angela and Mark and AM show. Dang, like, no, I remember that show. Yeah, well, he's Mark of the Mark <laughs> and Angela show. See that? She's from New York. She doesn't oh, count. New York. Yeah, them <laughs> boots is them boots is hot. <laughs> so, um, I brought you on here to ask some questions, um, just like I was saying, um, to kind of address some issues that we have in the black community with our African-American men where we don't like to address our emotional issues. So, I would like for you to tell me um, a time where you were emotionally low and how you decided to get out of that or how you manage to get out of that uh, I, or how you're managing to I get out of it. I can tell you which, which, which what year you want to pick from, 2018, 2000, I'm joking, not really. Uh, my point is in saying that is, you know, I've, I've been there, you know. First of all, let me just say again how important what you're doing is, and I really commend you for, for doing it. How old are you, if I can, can I ask that? 26? Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll good. Go with yeah, that. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we'll go with that. <laughs> to see a, a, a beautiful black woman taking on an issue that's in our community and then not being afraid to say to any black man, hey, let's talk about it, I think is commendable at best. So um, probably the worst time in my life emotionally was when I went through uh, my, my divorce in 2009. Um, I was married for 13 years at the time. I mean... I had a good, you know, good thing going, I guess, and life happened, okay? Um, and I will never forget my divorce was on the front page of the newspaper in my small city. So what? it was, yeah, it was, oh man, it was bad. 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 And I had, you know, my, my, my kids now are older. I have a 24-year-old, a 23-year-old, a 22-year-old, 
and a 20 year old. Sir, how old are you? I was busy in the 90s, okay? I was. Wait, sir. Wait a minute, sir. (laughs) That? Yeah, I had something. I was like, okay, what do you got to do? Let's go, let's go now. so yeah, so back then they were they were you know preteens and the divorce was absolutely horrific. Mm-hmm. You know, divorce is probably one of the worst things that I think this life can give you. Mm-hmm. And you people go through it and you move on. And if you're going through something and you're moving on, you should. But I would never forget being angry, mm-hmm. uh, being mad at myself, right. being mad at my ex, being mad at people, being mad at church people, and being mad at God. And I was like, you know what? I ain't doing it no more. Right. I was really like that. I was like, I mean, my church at that time literally went from five people to like a thousand in five years. It was like, it was a major thing where I was from. And to go through a divorce publicly, you the pastor, and there's all kind of rumors out. Some of them true. Some of them ain't true. You know, anybody ever asked some, some true rumors about you, be out before you? Yeah, y'all, look at y'all. Y'all don't want to say nothing, you little deep self. Yeah. Oh, no, I've had some It's true, true right now. Look at you. I can see that porn on your forehead. I'm just so stay listen. quiet, though. So, no, my, so, so the point was it was, it was absolutely horrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, my children were wounded crazily. My family was, was destroyed. Um, and I, for a long time, I just didn't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. And so I just lived. And when you live with a bunch of unresolved, in my experience, mm-hmm. when I live with a bunch of unresolved issues and anger, and, and it just, it set me up to make poor decisions because the worst place to make a decision from is a hurt place. Mm-hmm. It's the worst, and my, it's, it, now, it, it may not be your experience, but it is mine. If you're in a jacked up place and you make a decision, all your decisions jacked up. And so yeah. the challenge was I didn't know how to talk about it. You know, black man or not, I was just a man was like, you know, most men thinking about three things. Feed me, make love to me, and leave me alone, okay? And then when you go through a divorce, it's like, who's feeding me, who's making love to me, and who's going to leave me alone? You know? Yeah. Why y'all so quiet and deep? You're like, well, I, mean, because- I want to say something, but he the pastor. Yeah. I'll be like, say it, just be all right. It's because all right. it's good, though. They want to hear what you have to no, say. I, I, I know, I appreciate that. So, so it, was, it, was, um, it was unbelievably interesting to be in a space where I was still doing ministry. I, was still, I, I started acting because after my divorce, a friend of mine said, man, you should try out for a play. There's a, there's a play called Dream Girls coming. Mm. I'm like, yeah, all right, whatever. And so on a dare, this woman I was seeing at the time, I was single at the time, asked to try for the play. So I went and tried out for the play, and I got the Were you the Johnny? Room. Huh? Were you Johnny? Johnny Jimmy got Early. so Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy there Early. we go. Yeah. Jimmy got so, yes. Jimmy got so. I don't know. Look, I was on stage. <laughs> I was on stage singing about soul. Oh, he could sing, too. I just wanted y'all to know. No, I'm all right. <laughs> and my okay, soul go was, ahead, my, Jimmy. No, my soul was jacked up, you know, mm-hmm. and so... That's how I got out. That's how I got in, in, this, in that space. And so it just became a, a series of really making worse decisions for my life. Although there were some good spaces and good places. Uh, but when, you, when you're going through and you can't talk to nobody, you, you just deal with it. And I think the number one reason men don't talk is because when a man feels judged, he'd rather, he'd, he'd rather shut up. Mm. So... What would make you feel judged? Oh my God, we don't have time for that. I mean, no, because if you're real. just talking about what you're going through, how does that make you feel judged? Well, I think that's, 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 a, that's, a, that's a big question. I think 
anybody feels judged when you feel like what you may think. I mean, think about it. Nobody really, no one really may know what your inner thoughts are. Mm -hmm. And when you have to deal with those inner thoughts, you have to expose them. Someone may look at you and blame you or, or treat you differently or come at you differently. It doesn't make it right to right. whatever, but it's just the reality that says, you know what, I'd rather not. And, you just, and for men, we keep it in. I mean, women, you all talk, you, you guys use thousands of more words than we Wait. do. Tens of thousands, <laughs> right? But I feel like a lot of them are necessary though because sometimes men don't listen. You know, now listen, I, I am not gonna be up. Yes, we do, we don't listen. <laughs> well, at least you're at, honest. At no, well, I'm saying there are times that we don't listen, but, but I think the question is, you got a question? No, I have, a, I have something to say. Comment. Come on, say, come on, comment. <laughs> I'm so relating to you right now, brother, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Because I've, I've, I've been married and remarried. And when I was married and I had like a lot of stuff going on, I couldn't talk to a lot of brothers because they wasn't married. Sure. They've been in relationships. They had baby mamas. They had girlfriends. It's a whole but different like, world than being married. My man. That's I where we at. That's yeah. where we at. That's yeah. where I'm at. So I, I really didn't have nobody to talk to. So when you go through like different things emotionally as a husband, and as a man and as a father, it's totally different than when you just a baby father. Man, my baby mama tripping. That's totally different <laughs> than like, man, I need to get stuff straight with my wife. That's a whole new different conversation. Yeah, right, that, that right. conversation is, yeah, it's a whole different conversation. Yeah, so, and, and to you, brother, like, I, I see where you was coming from because I was married for seven years. You said you was married for how many? 13 years. 13, I was married for seven, and I like fought for my marriage back then, and it didn't work. And then I've remarried and it's worked, but it's like a whole new different cycle. So when you say like, what you saying with trying to heal as, as a, a, heal emotionally as a black man, it's hard for black men that, that's not married to understand black men that have been married and like struggling in a marriage that's got out of marriage. That's a whole new different conversation right. for them. What would you possibly say to like, uh, black men in relationships that's struggling as opposed to like black men in marriages. Man, that's that's a that's a loaded gun right there. Um, in my humble opinion, I might almost say the same thing, but here's why. If a man, black man, is in a relationship, you would hope that if he's in a relationship, that's a committed relationship. If a black man is in a, he's married, it's a committed relationship. More than, more than what I would say to him about the relationship, what I would say to him is, is we're live, right? Okay, so I can't say that. Um, that's, <laughs> say it. Say, no. Say no, whatever you want. No, no, he, we can, no, but just so you know, we will edit this. No, it's fine. I, just, just I was so going you know. to say something that just not, anyways. Um, yeah, uh, I would say to, any, to that man, brother, Know yourself, because one of the things I'm just now, I'm 46 years old, I love it, I'm gonna live till I'm 103, I got 58 more years to go, I'm cool with that. I'm just now at 46 going, I didn't know that. I, like, at 46, I know how to love a woman. Not perfect, but I know, I know, I know the, I know some, like, okay, 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 you, okay. But I didn't, you know why I didn't know all that then? I didn't know me. And sometimes you have to take that journey. So if you are a man that is in a relationship, 
knowing you means confronting your demons. You know what, you know, as a man, being able to be like, you know what, man, me and porn, I will go, not me. Like, porn's not my thing. And I'm not, I'm not trying to be deep. I'm the kind of guy, I don't want to watch, I'd rather do it. So, like, porn doesn't do it for me. No, I'm serious. I don't do hey, it for me. let's be honest. No, I'm just, I mean, porn, some guys do it. I'm not judging you. Be real you. about it. I do other things. Yeah, too Everybody much. Everybody has yeah. their thing. Yeah, so that I'm just saying, be- I would say to that guy, like, if, if that's his issue and you know that, you got you to gotta go into that relationship knowing what you, who you are. Because that's going to impact how you're able to deal with this woman who's got all her own stuff and kids and whatever and jazz. Yeah. Come on, something to say. I like it. Hello, everybody. So this is what I want to say. Just from what you just said. Is this your wife? Yeah. Give him a hand. His eyes work. His eyes work. Come on, eyes. (laughs) So as as we can all understand is that there's a cycle that happens when a man finally realizes what he has to offer and what he's supposed to present as a husband, right? So a lot of the emotional issues that us women deal with usually stand with the people that we choose to be with, okay? True. So Mm. although this may be a topic about black men and what they may be missing or what they didn't have or what they didn't know they had to present, this is something that all of us women, I'm, I'm multiracial, I'm black, Mexican, I'm a double minority, maybe a triple minority because I'm a woman. But here's the thing. Come on, triple minority. The, the thing that I'm saying here is that this is something that now us women have to deal with and our emotional stability because we think that we're enough, but when a man doesn't know what he has to provide and he can't provide that, then we second guess ourselves. We build up these insecurities that we start to deal with daily. You have the social media, you have women that's online, you have this image that everybody is trying to uphold. And like you said, you, had a, you know that that woman wasn't your wife, but you seen her walking past and maybe you indulged, maybe you didn't. But then we women, we have to deal with that when our men that we put so much emphasis into come home, still not delivering, but we're delivering because we're so vested and they don't. These are things that's inside of us that it's like it's so deep within us that now we have to deal with this problem. And then at this age, you decided at 46, 40, 50, how old you were. Now you're ready. Now what about us? Now we're trying to fix. Now we're trying to fix all of the stuff that you drilled in us and the stuff that now we have to figure out. Are we enough, or what's wrong with me? Now see, I see that's good. So that's that. emotional stuff that even me, about to be 36 in less than 10 days, sometimes I was married for 12 years in a 15-year relationship. You know, I'm remarried, but now he's coming to the place. Now he's trying to fix something that he didn't have anything to do with because I had insecurities. I knew I was enough. But it's very simple when you invest your, you, you're invested in somebody and they make you don't feel like you're enough. And then now he's trying to fix something because you're beautiful, you're this, you're this. I only want you. But really, issues. I don't know. Am I really? Are you sure? Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's a cycle mm-hmm. that goes between men and women. You I know? Think, Absolutely. I think the cycle begins like this. And I know Grav got something powerful. I think the cycle begins like this. If a broken man meets a broken woman, they will have a broken relationship. 
Not that they're perfect, but because we, we all got our own crap and junk from how we were raised, if we were molested, if, we had, if, we, our, if our parents were divorced, whatever that is. And so it's almost like, like honestly, as a pastor, I get probably three to four calls a month. Pastor, oh, I'm, I want you to marry me and my boo. Marry, and that's great, but I'd be like, man, no, man, y'all should, y'all should, y'all know, because most people, and I'm, I'm saying this from an honest place, most people don't know themselves, and therefore in a marriage you will jack it up because both of y'all are trying to find out who each other is, right. but you won't even find out who you are. And unless you do some real emotional de- deliberate things, it's, it's going to be a journey, man. Yeah. Grab. So I wanted to say quick in reference to maybe what the sister was saying. I think the first step, really, I guess I would just stand up, too, because everybody else stands up. So. The true MC. So congratulations again on, Thank on you, this darling. right here, Mom. Yeah, very good. <laughs> so I think it's interesting. I've been having these conversations over the past couple of days with a few friends of mine, female friends, male friends. But I think the one thing that's at the core of uh, a lot of issues is accountability. Mm-hmm. Now, see, I feel where you're coming from, sister, but you have to take accountability for that time that you put in. Those are your decisions. And I think until that's the first thing, whether it be male or female, the minute you take accountability, it removes you from blaming other people for the way that you decided to spend your time, your emotions. You exhausted yourself, not somebody else, because we, we have to accept that it's our choice. If you're in something that doesn't feel right, if you decide to exist in this space that doesn't feel right, it's your decision. You have done this. You know, we all been in different situations, whether they're relationships, Shit, whether you stayed in the pool too long and you're more wrinkly than you thought you wanted to be, it don't matter. You're making a decision. Right. And when you make, when you do that, then you can say, yo, okay, now I'm at a different vantage point. The other thing I think that men and women do is we forget to approach issues in general with a universal view. All right, we look at how we're feeling, how it made me feel, how this is, and we never stop and say, damn. Now, as much as I want somebody to be considerate of how I might feel, am I being considerate of how the other person might sure. feel in my decision making, in not just in the action, but in how I'm actually digesting the information. Am I being fair in how I'm assuming this person is coming at me? It's like text messages. You can't read the, the tone of the voice. You can take it whatever way you want. Right. You gotta figure out, you know, who am I talking to to figure out the tone that that, that person might be given. So, you gotta, you, you gotta take accountability and you have to at least consider how the other side might be seeing it because the other side has just as much right to however they're feeling Absolutely. as you have to have, Absolutely. you know, how you're feeling. Yeah. So now that's try to true. even the playing field so that you can communicate effectively. You know, once you can do that, you can communicate effectively and get, and get to a place. Stop comparing struggles. The struggle's collective. How do we get to a solution? You know what I mean? All right, I'm done talking. You know what? Let me say this. Let me say this. I appreciate you, Gravity. You are, um, you and a few other men that I know are anomalies. 
Every man, every man does not think the way that you think. Every man is not considerate of the fact that there are two people involved in, re in a relationship. There are some men there who, um, and she's right, we do have to take into consideration that we chose to be there as well. But the fact still remains, there are men who exist who are like, well, I'm in this relationship because you look like what I look like, you could make me good, look good in front of whatever kind of people that are, for status purposes, you make me look good. And, you know, for right now, you're the it thing. Every man doesn't think like you. And I appreciate you. I agree with you 100%. There are more brothers that think like that than you might give credit to. Just like I think brothers have a preconceived notion of how sisters might be thinking. And it'd be like, nah, we don't think like that. We have a tendency to attach the word majority to our scope and our experience, as if our scope and experience is large enough to represent how a thing is. Just real quick, I just want to piggyback off what he said. He said you have to be accountable. Sometimes we might stay a little bit longer than we want. Sometimes then at the end you say, you know what, this is just it. You have, you've, you've exhausted your chances. Right. But that doesn't mean that we're blaming somebody. We're being accountable. But it doesn't mean that we can erase that part of our life to say that we are not accountable. So but how do we, let me, let me ask this question. So how do we get to the point where like, we are starting to really bridge the gap with that? Because like when we when we when we bring those two perspectives together, it's gonna be a little bit of a, a conflict when you bring them together at first. Yes. So you have to figure out a way to bridge that gap. Because like if you have this thought process, he has this thought process. I have another one. So it's like how do we bridge that gap? Because it's like at some point you got to be able to unify all thought processes. Because everyone thinks, oh well, my way is probably the best way, sure. and it's not always that. So, I mean, go ahead. And just to piggyback off that, that's 100% correct. And one of the things I've learned in the past couple of years is love language. Mm -hmm. So you have to be able to understand and love a person in their love language. So I figured if I was doing X, Y, and Z, he knew that I loved him to infinity and beyond. And that was not his love language that he was speaking in. He wanted me to do A, B, and C. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. I'm going back and forth, he's like, oh, okay, that's cool, but I want this. And the same thing goes for me. Like, my love language might be folding clothes and loading the dishwasher. And, you know, when my daughter cries at night doing that midnight feeding, and I won't speak on his, but his love language is gonna be, you know, completely different. And we just have to learn to speak in that person's love language and appreciate it is for, you know, appreciate it being for what it is, not judge, not, you know, try to say, well, why is you, why are you this way? Or why am I this way? This way, you know, a foot rub just may do me for the week, you know, and, uh -huh. <laughs> and a week. no, good. seriously, or just something as small as like, you know, packing my lunch or washing our clothes or picking out my outfits. Like, you know, my mate will pick out when I come home from work, my pajamas are laid out for me. Come on, lay those you know pajamas I mean? out. <laughs> but I'm just saying. lay those pajamas out. But it took a very, very long time to where he thought of, like, I've spoken the same love language that he spoke in, and I did not. Mm. And he would be doing these things, and I'd be like, okay, that's nice, but, 
you know, when I come home from driving an hour from work, you know, dealing with these corporate folks all day, you know, it would be nice to be able to come home and relax. And the next thing you know, you know, a bottle of, you know, my wine, favorite wine might be, you know, at home and my pajamas laid out and, you know, he's buying my favorite oil, you know, to rub my feet or whatever. I'm like, okay. And so then I learned to do things that he will therefore appreciate that speaks to his love language as well, which may do nothing for me or might not be my vibe at the time, but I know it's gonna mean the world to him. So just learning to speak in each other's love language. Like J. Cole has a song called Fold Clothes, where he says, you know, I wanna fold clothes for you. I wanna make you feel good. Like he, it finally clicked for him. Like, okay, this is what's gonna, this is what it's gonna be for you. That's what, what's is gonna make you tick. And that, that's really just what it's all about, in my opinion, yeah. as far as like bridging the gap. I'll say this: I have actually been learning a lot lately um, from the male's perspective by hanging around a group of guys um, with a, pa a podcast called "The Chauvinist Pigs." Like it is the Chauvinist Pigs, the Chauvinist wow. pigs with an S. S H O V A N I S T, correct? Chauvinist Pigs nice. podcast. It's on iTunes, just so you know. But I have been learning so much by being able to hear um, the podcast because I did stalk them a little bit before I was a guest on their podcast just to make sure I was familiarized with what I was walking into. Um, so I went in there and it was such a welcoming environment and it was just like home. And it was amazing to be able to sit there and be a fly on the wall and hear everything that they were talking about because it was like, yo, like this is so real. And like, I've never really heard this side of the story before. Um, and and I, I really appreciate the fact that they're so transparent about it. They don't really think that it has as much of an impact as it will and does have, but it's amazing for them to be able to, um, you know, share their, uh, their stories and the things that they go through. Um, I actually want to introduce them um, and I'll let them say a few words, but I, I appreciate you guys. Um, we're not going to let shy guys start. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> we got old man Logan on the mic uh, coming before you and um, shy guy. Okay, how's everybody doing? I'll stand up. Everybody can stand up. All right. All right. Um, we've been doing our podcast, what, almost two years, two years now? Yeah. A uh, year and some change. And um, the name throws a lot of people off. It's really like barbershop talk. It's from a male's perspective. Uh, we talk about everything. We have women on there from time to time as well to give the women's side of things. We have fun on there, but then we do deep dives every now and again when it's necessary or when something comes that hits the culture where, right. you know, it's, it's, it's a necessary conversation to have because some people are just so blindsided or one-sided rather to, their, to whatever they feel about that particular topic. You know, we just want to give them some perspective and if it changes their mind, good. If it doesn't, that's fine too. Right. But it's, 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 for you, it's the decision for you to make. I mean, honestly, the reason why I asked you guys to come because, was because of the profound things that you guys have to say. You don't even realize how powerful it is. Because like, even in the simplicity of what you say, it means a lot to hear the care and consideration that you guys have for each other. And it means a lot to see that sense of community between brothers. It means a lot. It, I appreciate it because you don't really get to see the camaraderie like that a whole lot. Like when we, what we see in the media is men trying to compete against one another or somebody downing somebody else. Oh, that's lame or you're, you're a lame or you whatever, you bogus, whatever, you're lame, you weak, you goofy, 
you know, with the crazy, <laughs> you were goofy. <laughs> so um, I appreciate the camaraderie that you guys have for one another. Um, and Shy Guy, I actually do want to ask you a question. You tell me um, something that you do every day to maintain your inner peace or your emotional homeostasis. Uh, I would say daily affirmations and meditation. Mm. Um, I do that daily now. Um, been trying to work into it and expand. I meditated, I started maybe a, a month ago. So do you feel weird when you meditate? Like, for me, I fall asleep. It's hard. <laughs> I'm just I'm totally honest. No, um, at first it started off weird, because it's like, what the hell am I doing? Right. <laughs> but um, eventually, once you concentrate and you get there, you're good. Um, you, I started off small, like a minute, mm -hmm. and I just kept working myself up. and building. So how do you think that um, helps you? Um, just starts off my day. I figure if I start off my day good, I can deal with whatever I can, whatever comes my way. Right. And as long right. as I can deal with it, I'm cool. I'm good. Well, I go. definitely appreciate you guys coming. I do. Um, I'll definitely be there again tomorrow um, to share a couple words with you guys again. Um, I definitely appreciate you guys for coming out. But um, just continue to do what you're doing. It's important for all aspects of the community to show itself. It's important for you to see a black woman. Um, pushing other people um, to, to pursue emotional wellness, but it's also important to see a group of black men lifting each other up, like loving on each other, because y'all y'all are like such a family, and I like am so in love with it, and it's amazing. Um, all the cursing, all the, everything that's involved with it, I love it, I love it. It's raw, it's, it's, it's Chicago. It's like you guys are Chicago, 100%. Well, thank you so much, guys. I know we have Brother Mark Smith here today. We got the Chauvinist Pigs. We got Heat Street Radio. There we go. And I do want to open it up because I don't want it to just be, I don't want to just be a moderator. I want to be a person who's a catalyst for change. I want to be a person who's in the position to really help because I know it's hard to talk about stuff like this and it could become boring. So I want it to actually be something that actually helps us but is also lighthearted because we got to celebrate the small victories because the fact that we came here is a victory. The fact that we are open to hearing and talking to each other about something like this is a small victory and I'm so happy about it. Like I haven't really expressed or exploded the way I want to but I am extremely excited and I'll probably cry real crocodile tears after it's over with because when you have that sense of, sense of gratitude every day it kind of pushes out the negativity that tries to creep in like if you can say you know what I am stuck in traffic but one thing I'm grateful for is the fact that I still have this car it's still running it's got gas in it and I just got an oil change and I, the oil change was free um, by my, I'm gonna tell y'all look before I, before I came to, um, look, like two weeks ago, I had a series of car problems. My alternator stopped working. My battery was needed to be replaced. I have a 2014. Why is all this happening to my brand new car? Well, not brand new, but newer car. And so um, I had to get a new battery, had to get a new alternator. It, I, I needed to get a new oil change. I ended up having to get all of it for free, minus my $100 deductible, um, because I had, um, I had a warranty package that I didn't even realize I had. I signed up for it and forgot all about it. But it, you gotta celebrate the small victories. You gotta celebrate the small things that are happening. You might not, like, you might not be happy about the fact that you had a bad hair today, bad hair day today, but your makeup was beat. You got to celebrate something. You got to figure out something. 
You woke up. That I'm telling you, and, and honestly, for some of us, waking up is hard because I want for everybody to really think of and, and come to a place where there's something in this day that was good for you. That's good. There was something that happened in this day, whether it was coming here, whether it was, you know, being able to have time with their children, you know, whatever. The food was good. Let that be your gratitude. <laughs> There's something uh, you express some type of gratitude. Um, and um, actually, I want to ask you the same question I asked Shy Guy. What do you do daily in order to maintain your level of emotional health and wellness? I try and be accountable to, to what I am supposed to do. I'm a list person, so when I get up in the morning, you know, I, I, I have a series of confessions that I make. Um, I, I confess favor over my life, I confess responsibility over my life, and I try my best to be, um, to spend the first part of my day, just if it's, if it's in, in my room or in the shower, in the bathroom, just in some quiet space so I can kind of be aware of what's going on with me. You know, if I, if I had a real rough week or a rough few days before that, I gotta be like, all right, I, I wanna make sure that I'm not responding to my life from a jacked up place of my emotions. Mm. You know, because your soul, everybody has a soul. Your soul is the seat of your emotions. Mm. It's where you get mad from, it's where you make love from, it's where you get angry from, where you cuss somebody out from, that's your soul. So if your soul is jacked up, your emotions are jacked up, then your day is going to suffer the consequences of, mm. of, a, of, of a broken place making decisions. So I just try and get centered mm. and just, you know, uh, get quiet and like, all right, what's, what's my responsibility today? Well, uh, what, should I, what should I recover? What should I handle? And from there, it, it, it works. There are days that I, have a, I can have bad days, but I try and come back to that place of saying, okay, where, where's Mark at? You know, what's going on? Here's the best question you can ask yourself emotionally. What is going on with me? Mm. Nobody else, not your girl, your guy, your job. What's going on with me? And if nothing else, what about this? makes me feel this way so I can judge who I am you know yeah. that's how I try and do it yeah and honestly that all comes back to being able to find home within yourself absolutely if you are able to find home within yourself then a lot of those questions you can come to terms with you can ask and you can answer yeah so finding home within yourself, I would recommend it for everybody. It's not, it's not an easy thing to do, but you got to be able to find home and peace within yourself. Uh, I actually went to, um, I went to, um, uh, I, went, I, was, I went on a tour um, and I was singing background for a legend and I won't say names because I don't want to get sued. So um, I went on tour and I sang backgrounds for this really, really, really important guy and that whole time because I didn't have home within myself I was doing all kind of things to try to seek attention to try to seek for someone else's approval and it kind of made me come off as the person who was just doing way too much mm. it came off as me being the thirsty girl or the one who just wanted everybody's attention and at that time I kind of was but I once I found home within myself or have started to find home within myself I'm able to say okay wait let's take a step back Let's figure out why you feel like this. Let's figure out why you feel like you need to have these people's attention right now. Mm -hmm. Let's start to figure out why it is that you feel like you need these people to approve of you. Why don't you approve of you enough right now? Mm -hmm. Why don't you think you're enough within yourself? Those are real, those are real questions that we don't ask ourselves because we think it's um, nerdy. You know, I, I think the biggest problem that in the black community is we don't, we don't value counseling. We don't mm -hmm. value real therapeutic professional counseling. 
Because we, I grew up thinking, they in counseling? Something must be wrong with them. No, no, no. <laughs> They're trying Ooh. to make something right with them. Because you got to figure out, you figure yourself out. Right. But who in here has ever gone to or goes to counseling? I, I, I'm a faithful believer in it. I'm a faithful believer in it. My counselor is grateful for my participation, if nothing else, but for the money I give them sometimes. <laughs> but, but sincerely, to go to a place you can ask those kind of questions, mm -hmm. you know, why am I like this? Right. You know, have you ever been with somebody and you don't, people always say, I don't like them anymore. The truth is, you don't like who you are around them. With them, right. Ooh. You don't like what you find out about yourself with them. So, it, and we all, and I've done it myself. It's them, it's them, it's them. You know what? It's no. the, here's the true saying. It's not a player saying, it's real true. It's not you, baby. It's me. That's the real. I dare, the hardest part about owning it is saying, you know what? It's me, man. What, what, what am I dealing with? Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I definitely appreciate you coming on. Honored to be here um, with you. I, I'm so glad for everybody being out. Um, once again, I do want to encourage everybody to follow the Sunshine State, um, to subscribe, like, share, all of that good stuff. So once this podcast comes out, you will hear your voices and all that good stuff. Um, make comments, um, all that good stuff. Um, if you have not already, you can subscribe at www.sunshinestate.com. That is sunshine with an O. Um, and also be sure to follow the page Sunshine State um, on Facebook and Instagram. Sunshine State Vibe on Instagram. And Thank you so much, everybody, for coming out. Um, I do want to say um, that I appreciate everybody who actually um, helped to put this together, my dream team. Um, without you all, I would not have been able to do that. I thank you very, 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 very much. And with that, we conclude the live portion. Get it for sunshine, y'all. Thanks so much for listening. Hopefully everybody enjoyed that. That was a wonderful conversation. I'm so excited about all the people that came out and supported. We actually had a wonderful time. The food was great. The vibe was great. The music was great. Shout out to DJ Fame on the ones and twos. Shout out to all the people who came and supported. And um, it was a wonderful, magnificent time. So thank you guys so much for listening. And again, feel free to subscribe, like, and share at www.sunshinestate.com. Again, that's www.sunshine with an O, state.com. Have a good day. So stand out. Stand out. Stand out. Thank you for joining the journey to the Sunshine State, a space for health, healing, and wellness.